0: Well hey everyone and welcome to episode number 38 of your questions God's questions and we're continuing on this little journey. We did a number of questions that we have for God and now we're doing some questions that God has for us and specifically things that we see in the Gospels that Jesus has for us in terms of questions. Uh, I would remind you that on Sunday mornings, we're going through the book of Revelation, just the first three chapters in a series called Dear Churches. And we stream at a new time now, 10, 15 a.m. Yesterday, we met at the movie theater at Cineplex first time in six months and uh, also streamed it at the same time. And for the next three weeks, we'll be providing a stream only, not meeting in person And then we'll meet again in person on October the 18th at 10.15 a.m. at Cineplex. So we're taking a look at a question uh, that Jesus has uh, tonight. And um, I'll pull it up here. And uh, this is from the Sermon on the Mount, which is probably the most famous sermon that Jesus ever preached. We use it even in the popular culture uh, without realizing it. And this is the question that's asked. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? And uh, it may sound like a bit of a strange question, uh, but context is everything. And so I want to back up a little bit here and read the context of the Sermon on the Mount And it is often misunderstood uh, by both Bible-believing folks and non-Bible-believing folks. It is often misunderstood, and Jesus is often misquoted, misunderstood here. But I want to try and bring some context to it. Uh, So picking it up in chapter 5 of Matthew's Gospel and verse 38. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and Tooth for tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. Let me pause there for just a moment. Uh, this eye for eye, tooth for tooth. So many people know this passage. Notice how Jesus quotes it, though. He says, You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth now if you look at the actual passage uh you see something uh, very clearly and this is why Jesus says you have heard that it was said not you have heard it is written so eye for eye and tooth for tooth you can find in a few places uh one of them is Exodus chapter 21 and verse 24 and I'm going to take the time to pull it up here on my Bible. Exodus chapter 21 and verse 24. You can do the little exercise with me if you like. All right. And uh, here, here is the context of this passage. And this is the Mosaic law here. If people are fighting and hit a pregnant woman... And she gives birth prematurely. This is the book of Exodus, all right? This is, this is the journeying through the wilderness after leaving Egypt. You've got upwards of a million people journeying toward the land of Canaan from the land of Egypt. They've already passed through the Red Sea. If people are fighting and hit a pregnant woman, these are the, the, the rules, the laws of the community, as they travel in the wilderness. And she gives birth prematurely. But there is no serious injury. The offender must be fined. Whatever the woman's husband demands. And the court allows. Fascinating. So here you have the context of the eye for an eye. Tooth for a tooth. You've got a pregnant woman. Who is uh, hit. In a fight and gives birth prematurely. Very specific situation. There's no serious injury. However, the offender must be fined whatever the woman's husband demands and the court allows. So this is really a serious thing, taking the side of uh, the husband, taking the side of the woman. But if there is serious injury to her, or presumably to that baby, You are to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. So here you look at the context here, very specific situation. You've got a woman very vulnerable, a baby very vulnerable, and uh, some type of fight that breaks out what to do if there's serious injury, what to do if there's no serious injury. If there is serious injury, it is taken very, very seriously, and there is swift uh, justice equal to the damage that happens either to this woman or presumably to her baby. Why? Because of the value of human life. Now, the scribes and uh, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees apparently extrapolated this phrase eye for eye tooth for tooth hand for hand and made it like this saying of vengeance in not only this situation jesus says here you have heard that it was said eye for eye and tooth for tooth but what is written what is written in the mosaic law is to a very specific situation there Uh, another instance in leviticus chapter 24 and uh, verse 20. I'll take you there. Leviticus 24 and verse 20. A little bit of a Bible study here that we're on, okay? Uh, here's another uh, instance of this. Again, from the Mosaic Law, Book of Leviticus here. So very specific laws. Anyone who takes the life of a human being must be put to death. You have the death penalty here. When human life is taken, anyone who takes the life of someone's animal, of someone's animal, again, by contrast, must make restitution, life for life. Anyone who injures their neighbor is to be injured in the same manner, fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. The one who has inflicted the injury must suffer the same injury. Whoever kills an animal must make restitution, but whoever kills a human being is to be put to death. You are to have the same law for the foreigner and the native-born. I am the Lord your God. We have to be really careful um, how we interpret this. So there's, there's restitution for the life of the animal, but for the life of the human, there is a, once again uh, a, a more severe penalty here. The death penalty for the taking of human life is very clear uh, in the Mosaic uh, law. Um, a- and anyone who injures their neighbors to be injured in the same manner, not in a greater manner, not in a lesser manner, but in the same manner. Why the implication in the context here? is the respect for human life and the value for human life. Now, the other religious views of the day would not do it this way. They would, they w- There would be much more of a vengeance uh, taken where it, w- it would exceed whatever uh, uh, damage was done to another person, whatever harm was done. But here, it's equal. And so there are limits here. And so the way this is to be understood is the value of human life and in this case, there's a contrast between animal life, where it's basically restitution, but human life, it's it's the death penalty. And so you are to have the same law for the foreigner and the native born. So whether they're whether they're uh, outside of uh, uh, of the native born in the community or they come in as an alien, quote unquote, or a foreigner, same rule applies. This is a very high ethic for that time in that part of the world. So that's uh, another use of this passage. But you see, it's not the same way as the scribes and the teachers of the law were using it in the way that uh, Jesus mentions it in the Sermon on the Mount. Third mention is in Deuteronomy chapter 19. I'm going to take the time and take you there. And verse uh, 21, again, uh, Mosaic law here. And this is a very specific situation. Uh, One witness is not enough to convict anyone accused of any crime or offense they may have committed. A matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Some of you who, who are familiar with the teachings of Jesus, he used this verse on more than one occasion. If a malicious witness takes the stand, a very specific situation, takes the stand to accuse someone of a crime. The two people involved in the dispute must stand in the presence of the Lord before the priests and the judges who were in office at the time. See, very specific. The judges must make a thorough investigation. And if the witness proves to be a liar, giving false testimony against a fellow Israelite, then do to the false witness as that witness intended to do to the other party. You must purge the evil among you. What's being said here, very serious penalty for a malicious false witness, a false witness against somebody else. Return to that false witness uh, uh, the, the uh um, what they wanted to do to the intended party, then do to the false witness as that witness intended to do to the other party. Turn the tables on them, so to speak. You must purge the evil from among you. The rest of the people will hear this and be afraid. And never again will such an evil thing be done among you. Show no pity. Life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Now some will get hung up on the show no pity show no pity in what situation you have a false witness a proven false proven malicious witness taken very seriously in that time in the mosaic law and you're to deal with this false witness very swiftly and very justly you return to them the evil that they intended to that person why because they are a false witness and that would show the community uh, that they meant business in terms of that interesting uh, you think of the story of Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts basically who who lied and uh, you know who were given a chance to tell the truth about the money that they allegedly uh, were giving uh, for the sale of their land and you know Peter confronts Ananias and, and Sapphira and both of them lie um, it's interesting this this little passage reminds me a bit of that and this is back in deuteronomy so this idea of a false witness you are to be very swift and very just this is the context of the passage so you zip over to matthew chapter 5 and this is this is You can tell that what was going on in Jesus's time is that the scribes, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law were taking this eye for eye and tooth for tooth and using it in a vindictive sense, not within the parameters of the Mosaic law. And so Jesus says, you have heard that it was said eye for eye, tooth for tooth, but I tell you, what is he doing? He's saying you you all are saying this but i'm saying this so his authority um is above theirs he doesn't say it is written says it has been said and that's exactly right because they were they took this and they turned it into his saying and jesus is saying my saying is greater than your saying because i'm coming in the authority of god himself but i tell you do not resist An evil person, if someone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. There is a higher ethic being introduced here. It's the ethic of love for one's enemy. And if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, uh, let him have your cloak as well. Uh, If someone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. This is an ethic of kindness and to love all people regardless of how they behave toward you. This is not going against the law. This is a higher ethic than what the pharisees and the teachers of the law and scribes were using this saying as and it's even a higher ethic than the law of moses itself but it is not a contradiction or going against it and then we get to the question for today you have heard that it was said love your neighbor and hate your enemy Well, the hate your enemy, you're not going to really find when you look into the Old Testament law, but the love your neighbor, uh, you will. And you will find that in um, Leviticus chapter 19, uh, verse 18, as an example. I'll pull that up for you. We're having a really good time with this Bible study here. Leviticus chapter 19. uh, I think so. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Yes, here it is. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. That's the book of Leviticus, my friends. And here you have the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, playing with this love your neighbor and hate your enemy. That's really, in some ways, the opposite of what it says in Leviticus, okay? But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun, that's the, the sun, that the, the gives heat, not the sun as in S-O-N, but S-U-N. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good hmm. and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, here's our question for today What reward will you get? As if to say, well anyone can do that. That there's no ethic required there. There's no mark of God in your life there when you're just doing what comes normally and what comes instinctively. Of course you can love those who love you. That's easy anyone can do that there's no distinction between you uh as a as a follower of god and someone who isn't because again it's it's perfectly natural for someone to return love to someone who shows them love what reward will you get are not even the tax collectors doing that and tax collectors were loathed in that time and in that day they were viewed as traitors uh in that time and if you greet only your your own people, your brothers, your sisters, what are you doing more than others? In other words, what distinguishes you from anybody else? Where is the mark of God in your life? How are you sons of your Father in heaven if you're only doing the basic thing of, well, I'll just be nice to those who are nice to me? Do not even pagans do that, people who worship all kinds of other religious gods and goddesses and systems and, and so on. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. A higher ethic, the ethic of love, even toward those who don't show you love. This is the mark of the disciple of Jesus. And so this this question, uh, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get as a context and if you apply it to today same principle is true for us in a time where you know pandemic uh, people can get very individualistic people can get very selfish and they may be nice uh, to those who are nice to them but otherwise they might be looking out for themselves first and foremost. Uh, let me encourage you, especially those of you who are followers of Jesus, who are watching this or listening to this, when we show love to people in spite of how they treat us, uh, we're imitating Jesus and we're imitating uh, th- the life that he lived and we're demonstrating a relationship with God to other people. Uh, it, Jesus says in the Gospel of Luke that God is Kind to the ungrateful and to the wicked. The ultimate expression of this, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, saying on the cross, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. Kindness, even to those who demonstrate unkindness, this is the mark of the follower of jesus so i hope that that's been a blessing for you and an encouragement i hope maybe it explains some of this i know people have many many questions about this subject and i look forward to being with you again uh, for another episode of your questions god's questions don't forget to check us out online on our facebook page or our website at citypointchurch.ca until we meet again god bless you